Hi, this is Raymond Pan. Welcome to the IFLA CPDWL podcast project. In this space, we talk with library and information professionals who support and participate in professional development work. Today's guests are Orika Lang and Vera Kewen. Until June 2020, Orika Lang was head of the education and training department at the State and University Library, Hamburg, Germany, also responsible for health management, conflict management, diversity management, and addiction prevention. She is a member of the German Library Association, BIB, and gave several presentations at national and international conferences concerning continuing professional development. Orika Lang already served eight years at the continuing professional development workplace section as co-chair, was four years member of the education and training section of IFLA, and now returned to CPDWL again as co-chair. She is a member of the coaching working group and served also as a coach in the past years. At the 2019 satellite conference in Zagreb, she held the workshop, challenging presentation needed. Vera Kewen has been with the University of Manitoba in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada since 2010. First as head of sciences and technology libraries and since 2014 as an associate university librarian. She previously held a number of library and business op positions at the National Research Council of Canada. Vera has been a member of the IFLA management and marketing section since 2016. She considers it a great honor to be working on the IFLA coaching initiative with such talented and dedicated committee members. Vera is a certified leadership coach, Gallup certified strengths coach, and a member of the International Coaching Federation. She offers one-on-one -on -one coaching to managers, leaders, and executives of all levels for leadership and performance development, and provides coaching training to organizations. Welcome, Orika and Vera. Hi. Hi, thank you. Our first uh, question is really to look at the collaboration of coaching, the idea of coaching. So we're really excited to have you both coming in from CPDWL and MMN sections to talk about it. So how did this idea on coaching come about in CPWL and MM sections? To start things off, Orika, can you please talk about this? Sure. The CPDWL section always tried to present interactive programs and sessions at the World Library and Information Conferences. And we realized that a lot of colleagues had the need to communicate about their tasks and problems. With colleagues from abroad, they might talk much more open than with the colleagues in their own institution, because in some business cultures worldwide, it's not appropriate to name your lack of knowledge or competency. Also in previous satellite conferences of CPDWL, career and professional development coaching has already been part of the program, albeit in a smaller size. And coaching usually is cost and time intensive. So we thought about offering a low threshold supply, which was also an experimental balloon. So let me follow up with that. Who is the coaching program for, Ulrika? Actually, it's for everybody who has a problem in daily work with her or his team, with the leadership, the organization, or the customers, or the own role in the institution. There are lots of topics which has been raised during our years of coaching, and it's not only problems, but it's maybe uh, just a will to change anything. That's very interesting. Uh, thanks for giving some context here. And I know that at CBWL, we working with uh, M&M section, we have started hosting these online 
asynchronous training and, and video support for the area of coaching. Vera, can you tell us a bit about the training videos and why is it important for potential coaches to complete the IFLA coaching training webinars? Yeah, so um, we recorded five uh, training videos for the CPDWL website, um, and they're presented in English. However, through the work of numerous volunteers, we were able to post uh, copies of the slides in six of the seven IFLA languages. Um, but, you know, this it was a huge undertaking to do that, but we really felt it was important that IFLA coaches could review the material in a language that they were most comfortable with. Um, coaching is about developing a good relationship and building trust with a coachee. Um, and it's vital to the success of any coaching session. Now that can be more challenging when you're coaching in a language that is maybe not your, your first language. Um, the conversations that happen between coaches and coaches are, are usually very personal. Um, and it's very important to be able to convey and capture the essence of what's being communicated. So I, I'm really happy that we, had, we were able to get the translations of, of the materials and that the coaches could feel that they were better prepared. Um, they're, they're important to watch because um, in my experience, there is a lot of confusion between uh, you know, what is mentoring and what is coaching, um, both for the coach and the coachee. Um, for the coaches, uh, they often tend to be um, uh, very accomplished managers and mentors already in their careers. They've had long careers doing that. Um, and they're kind of used to that problem solving um, uh, environment where the, you know, coachee or the, the employee comes to them with some problem. And, and as the, you know, more senior person, they tell them what they need to do. Um, so, so the videos go through a lot of that to try and clear up some of the confusion between what is managing, what is mentoring and, and what is coaching um, and how they're different when to use them. Um, and then it also gets into how to do it, which uh, involves a lot of open-ended questioning. Um, and the uh, one of the things that we talked about, I believe on the live uh, webinar that we did was how to handle some of common coaching challenges that come up. So anybody who's interested in being a coach could watch those videos. They're only about a half hour each and um, they can get a real mini course in, in how, to, how to coach. Thanks for setting that up. And, and, and so that's very um, helpful to see the resources that you have given to, to the members of IFLA, right? And, and learning what types of um, dif differentiations of the types of positions. Now, Ulrika, can you talk about the, the coaching program in the uh, World Library and Information Congress in 2018 and 2019? And what was that like? And uh, I know you mentioned a little bit about it, but uh, can you tell more about that? Sure. Um, actually, we had no idea if the participants of the WLIC in 2018 would take the time or felt the need of being coached. So we ordered a ballroom style room in Kuala Lumpur we looked for coaches in our own section, but also every member of the standing committee of CPDWL with contacts to experienced colleagues tried to motivate them to participate too. We started long before the Congress to advertise for the session 
And we also provide some colleagues as hosts to guide the coaches at the session itself. As we didn't know how many would participate, we seriously worried if we would be just the coaches or too many interested coaches. We were pre prepared to connect one coach with one coachee, but also to organize some kind of group coaching if there would have been too many people interested. The organizing group prepared a list with coaching areas where the coaches could mark the topics she or he felt safe to coach with, like management skills, health management, lifelong learning, marketing, library sectors like academic or public libraries, career planning, change manu management, etc. At the doors, the hosts would guide the coaches to an available coach who covered the asked topics. That was a theory. In practice, there were too many interested colleagues, so almost every coach had three to six people at her or his table. And it was the individual choice how the coaches dealt with them. Of course, there was not very much privacy at the tables. So mostly they had some kind of group coaching or every coach was waiting um, to get in the row. After the WLIC 2018, we decided to offer more theoretical input about coaching because some of the coaches came with the expectation to get the clue that means to find a mentor. And in some cases, it was even for the coaches very difficult to go the way of coaching instead of just giving advice. In 2019, in Athens, we were prepared better didn't divide the coaches in topics, offered only one-by-one -one coaching, and also offered the coaching in all official IFALA languages. So the only way to split the coaches was what was the language they would like to be coached in. We had more hosts who watched which coach could welcome the next coachee. And we started to collaborate with the M&M section, where a lot of well-experienced colleagues are on board. Rika, thanks for that context. Actually, I do recall for myself being a, a coach for both 2018 and 2019, and it was quite quite different. So I, I've seen the improvement. 2018, it, it felt like it was a good pilot where we had group of participants in one table and everyone was trying to almost uh, group coach each other in, in some, to a certain extent. And so um, 2019 was more uh, consistent in terms of one-on-one -on -one support. And now with the pandemic, we know that things have flipped online and there was no 2020 uh, Congress, uh, unfortunately. So we couldn't get together and, and do another coaching session. However, I do note that some of our listeners and, and might know this, that we flipped online. And so what was, what was it like pivoting to online coaching format in 2020? Were there any logistical challenges that you'd like to share, uh, Vera? Well, yeah, there were some um, moving online, um, but coaching is actually fairly easy to do either by phone or video conferencing. Um, and in fact, that's, you know, the way I've been doing uh, most of my coaching is, is through virtual coaching with the clients um, that I have. It's very convenient, um, both for the coach and the coachee, and it's also very low cost, especially when we're using online, free online um, services. Um, so there's no long distance charges or travel time that's required uh, for, on either uh, party's 
Um, it also means the coachee is not limited to working with only those coaches that are within their local area. And this is especially important for anyone living outside of a, a major city. Um, one of the main challenges we had was implementing an online booking system for the coaching appointments um, because we had quite a number of coaches and coachees and uh, we didn't have a paid subscription to uh, an online booking system. And we also wanted to maintain the you know, confidentiality and the privacy of, of everyone that was involved. But we did actually work that all out and um, I think it worked quite well. Um, I think the other challenge with the online coaching versus um, having the coaching with, uh, at the conference or uh, at the Congress was, um, you know, coaches not showing up for appointments. I think that happened a few times because these tend to be booked in advance. Um, and although they are put into people's calendars, um, you know, it, it doesn't always uh, match up with what's going on in people's lives at that time. So when we're at the Congress, everybody's, you know, more focused on, on the Congress and, uh, you know, are able to leave sort of their day-to-day -day lives a little bit behind while they're there. Um, one of uh, the biggest challenges, though, with online and phone coaching um, is the ability to read people's body language or to see their facial expressions. So with video coaching, you know, it's actually not that bad because we, uh, because of this year, we're actually getting quite good at, the, I think, at doing this. Um, but when you're only coaching by audio, it can be a little bit more, more difficult. And a lot of the communication happens outside of the words people actually speak. So as a coach, it's important to notice changes in body language and facial expression. Um, if you only have audio to go on, then you, you, know, you have to really pay attention to the tone of voice that people are using, the rate of their speech. Um, these are all good uh, cues as to what the coachee is feeling when they're talking about an issue. Those are really great points about body language, facial expressions, the tone, like you had mentioned for in person, right? And then now it's, it's, it's a little different online where you, you could still see some body language, but it's difficult, right? If, if they are, if their videos are off, obviously you can't see it, but the tone right. really picking that up. Um, and so uh, about the feedback from participants, what about that? And, you know, I, I recall hearing and reading about Rowana, uh, Rowana's experience, a participant from the Philippines, speaking about her, her experience with uh, Coach Rajen, a CPDWL member from Singapore, remotely and highly enjoyed it. And I wonder if you could talk more about the feedback, Ulrika. Yeah, you're right, Ray. I think feedback um, is something we can really improve um, because it was difficult this year. We send out uh, a questionnaire after the coaching sessions and the return rate was very low. The years before, it was much easier when the hosts at the exit doors uh, of the room where the session took place just asked um, the leaving coaches. But I know that some of the coaches got feedback from the coaches later. And, and, and I also know from one coach who is now friend with a coachee on Facebook. So it could be um, yeah, a connection for a longer time. Yeah, those are uh, great points uh, for consideration how um, those connections, right, are so important, especially right now. And so we are, we are heading to our, our final question here on this topic. What's next for the coaching 
Sure. We certainly continue with the online coaching as long as we cannot meet in person and the WLIC will be virtual in 2021. The coaching working group will meet soon via Zoom to discuss the next steps. Uh, th those are um, great next plans. Uh, Vera? Um, well, for my part, I, I have lots of ideas um, that I will be bringing to our next meeting uh, at the working group. Um, I think we talked a little bit about these um, actually this year as well, but uh, I'd like to do a, a, a video uh, training session for coaches um, to help them prepare for the coaching session. Um, as Wiki had mentioned that, you know, there's still some misunderstanding from the coaches as to what coaching is and what their role is in it. Um, and, you know, they, they may be still looking for advice um, and, and for the coach to, you know, tell them what they need to do. Um, but um, for, for coaching, it's the coachee is the one that is expected to, to do all of the hard work of coaching. Um, and it's about discovering the capabilities that, that they already have within themselves to reach their goals and to find solutions to their challenges. Um, the other thing I'd like to try and develop is um, a group coaching session um, in order to help the, uh, the IFLA coaching program meet the demand that we're getting. So um, with one-on-one -on -one coaching, the coachee determines the topic for the session and they work with the coach to develop a solution that's tailored to their situation and, and their, their personality. Uh, with group coaching, it's still focused on the individual and developing their own strategy, but it's centered around a common theme or topic. Um, and the coach leads the coaches participating in the group through exercises that get them to work through challenges or define their goals and strategies. So each coachee does their own work, but the questions are, are and they're a little less, less spontaneous than they would be in a one-on-one -on -one, uh, session, but it's also a way to um, uh, reach more coachees uh, and on, on a common topic that might be uh, you know, familiar and, and important to some people, often around career, um, you know, how do I get my next job, those types of things, ones that people will often well, those are really great projects and plans, uh, Vera. Thank you for sharing that. And it's so helpful to hear what projects are in store, right? Even though we're all working remotely to a certain extent, wherever we are located. So these are still exciting projects and plans that Vera and Ulrika shared. And with that, I want to thank our guests today, Ulrika and Vera. Thank you so much for speaking with us today on coaching. Thank you. It was really a pleasure. And for any questions from the listeners, uh, of course, we are here on the CPDWL website and I think on M&M too um, to answer. Yeah, thank you, Raymond. I really appreciate you um, putting this together and it's been, it's been great having an opportunity to talk about coaching. Great. Thank you all for listening.